0: Hi there, welcome to this podcast. We're here today to talk about door knocking in a church context. My name is Nicola Ferguson and I've been a member at St Paul's for about three years and I'm joined by Brian and by Pete. Um, Guys, perhaps you want to just introduce yourselves and tell us one quick thing about you. Shall we start with you, Brian?
1: Sure. My name's Brian and I'm a member of St Paul's. I've joined the graft at St Paul's here since the start, so that's around two and a half years ago now, almost. And um, used to be, used to work at a church in central London and uh, Pete was actually my ministry trainer. So when Pete had the opportunity to come here, I just sort of thought, oh, it was quite interesting. So I thought I'd come up and join the graft.
2: And uh, my name is Pete Snow. I am the vicar of St. Paul's Haringey, have been so for nearly three years. Um, I consider myself a, a, a novice gardener and a bad evangelist, but I'm trying in both areas. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about both.
0: Great, thanks very much guys. Um, door knocking is kind of an odd odd phrase. Tell us a little bit about what it is and and what it involves.
2: It goes by various guises, I think. So I've discovered a few different names from it. Visiting is one. I've heard um, Christians talk about visiting or or home visiting. It's basically going to people's houses, like, Knocking on the door, ringing the doorbell, and just striking up a conversation with them as and when you can. So that's, that's it. Um, evangelism, going to people's houses.
1: We often talk about, among ourselves, I think, visiting our neighbours and just having conversations with them. I think that's usually how one of our members start their, their conversations as well. So it could be that as well.
0: So you're not just turning up at the door and launching into, um, you know, here's why you need to know about Jesus. Would, would you say, or is it is it more is it a little bit more subtle than that? It sounds like
2: definitely more. Yeah, we're going for more subtlety than that. Um, we do want to share about Jesus because um, we think he's the best thing uh, in the world. But we we are trying to learn from maybe bad experiences that we've had on our own doorsteps, like um, maybe being doorstep buttonholed and monologued at by by other religious groups. So we sort of we tried to think ourselves around that scenario and think, like, well, what's a bad experience of someone knocking on your door? And how can we make that a loving experience where people respond well and we have a chance to show them that we love them? And if they want to, we want to share a bit of the gospel with them.
1: We usually start by saying, Hi there, we're from St. Paul's. So we make it really clear where we're from. We're not just randomers. We're actually in parish, and the church sort of is in the area of the parish. And we also tell them we're actually hoping to do a survey to know more about the area and the people here. So I think that's a pretty clear purpose why we're there. We actually want to know what people care about in the parish in Haringey, and what they think the parish needs, and generally how they find life living here. So it's definitely a lot of listening at, at the start, yeah. I'd say. It it's just descends into a Norm, really normal chat is what I find that was like square one for us right
2: when we decided to give this a go we thought we have to listen we have to listen a lot more than talk at first because I feel that's like the basis of this if if a person gets the feeling that you're listening to them then there's a dyna- there's a human dynamic there where um, they f- they feel loved and um, uh, like you trust them whereas if we just go in and you know hit, we're here to monologue at you and would you please put up with it then I guess we we thought we'd get a lot of closed doors in our faces so that was kind of the principle wasn't it? Yeah.
0: You guys you've been door knocking I think pretty much what most Sundays you know maybe a small gap for Covid aside but but most Sundays for the whole time that that you've joined St Paul's so um, it's obviously something that you you're really passionate about and that you care about what what is it about door knocking that really kind of fires you up and that you really think is important?
1: We've been hearing from One Corinthians, these two Sundays. And we just thought a lot about death and what's after it. And we heard this morning as well, didn't we, that what you think happens after life definitely changes how you view it now and how you live it. If you think there's nothing after death, then you might as well do whatever you want, eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Whereas if that's actually something more... And that's a much better and more glorious future awaiting us then. I think your lives want to reflect that. I think you want more people to know about it. And yeah, I've been reading Romans in my own time as well. And it's, it's, I guess, the first time I've really read read it in the context of there's judgment. There will be a day of reckoning, a day where everything we've done actually will be shown to light because God sees everything we do and we'll meet God one day and of course the great news is that uh, in judgment uh, on, ju- on judgment day even now God's opened a way for us to be reconciled to him through Jesus Christ and I think we just have to engage with people people have to make their own decision and have to think about think about it and um, if these people are just living next to us and we've got this chance, I think we ought to just try to engage with them and, yeah, share about our lives, share our lives with them.
2: Well said. Like, we've, got to, we've got to try, haven't we? Like time is short. London it turns around so quickly, so we just got to, got to try and reach them while we can. The gospel is an offer, and and if people need to be offered if they're going to have a chance to accept Christ. I also think just practically, like. Going to someone's house is, I think, the most comprehensive way of offering them Christ. It's the most comprehensive way of covering a neighbourhood because there's a lot, a lot of digital poverty in our city. Like, there's Not everybody has Facebook or, or Instagram, so you can't reach them through all the social media channels. Um, it's not the case that everyone is in the same networks and social circles and cliques as, as, as some people, so you can't rely on everybody invite a friend although that's wonderful and we desperately want that too so everybody lives somewhere you know everybody sleeps somewhere at night so if, if you can systematically work your way through all those places where people inhabit then I think it's the most comprehensive way to do it so I get quite excited about the pragmatics like thinking we could do this if we just plugged away for long enough and layered on that um in in our own Diocese of London there's a new vision for the next 10 years and by 2030 the vision is that every Londoner will have the the chance to encounter the love of God in Christ and that's a vision I can totally get behind and I feel that um, door knocking or home visiting could be a key plank in that because, gosh, well I know every Londoner would encounter the love of God in Christ if every Londoner had their door knocked on by a Christian. How good would that be? Like, if we could actually, you know, there's no way that our little church can do that alone. We're not very big at all. But perhaps, and that's kind of the reason we're making this, is if, if everyone got excited about that, if everyone got a ring on the doorbell or a leaflet through from their local church, how wonderful would that be as a way of offering people Christ?
0: I guess some people would question though how, how effective it can be, you know, that sort of one-off um, knock on the door, you know, maybe a five to ten minute, conversation. You know, what would you say to that, to someone who says, well, you know, is this really a good use of our minimal kind of resources? Is this really going to, um, to bear fruit for Christ? What would you say to them?
1: Uh, I think Pete and I would have maybe different answers because Pete actually lives in the parish, obviously. Uh, I'm, well, I haven't actually, I used to live closer and I'm currently not, yeah, I'm definitely not in the parish now. So, I think if I were in the parish, I'd see a lot of the people, just daily life and walking along the ladder of Haringey. But, I think one thing as well is, we usually try to offer a mass gospel at the end of our conversations. And, actually, most, most of the time people are happy to I think, if we've had a decent conversation and we offer it, actually quite a lot of people are up for it. I think a lot of people would say, we've got a Bible, okay, but, you know, I'll I'll read it. Another good portion of people would say, yeah, I definitely love to get the gospel you're offering. And I think there's definitely an element of, you know, you share the gospel and you trust that, as Isaiah 55, I want to say, puts it, God's word is never going to be in vain, but it will always achieve the purpose for which it was sent. So I think, yeah, there's something about simply proclaiming the message and explaining it and trusting to God the result and praying that the people might meet other Christians. But also, I think, maybe further down our plan. We haven't really knocked on every door, obviously, but down the plan, we might sort of do it again and start over. So then we'll, we might meet the people we haven't met. We might also knock on doors when um, the doors that weren't answered. So, yeah, that's some thoughts. I wonder what, Pete, your experience is living in the parish.
2: Well, I, don't, I think the parish is and isn't useful in this scenario because on the one hand, the parish is terrific because it gives us a clearly defined... Uh, set of streets that we're trying to reach. I think we've got 22 streets in quite a small geographical area around here in Haringey. So brilliant, we'll start there. And what, we reckon we've knocked 50% of those in two and a half years. So, One and a half years, but... Uh... COVID was the year that the locals say, yeah. Um, but we, well, we've got more work to do. So that, in, in that sense, it's useful. On the other hand, we just want to be normal. We're just normal human beings. We're Christians living for Christ in a very big city. So we're just, you know, in a sense, where we live, we're just loving our neighbour. But I think, like, it's very biblical, isn't it? Like the the seed that was sown, some of it landed on good soil, and oh my goodness, what a crop! It's incredible. And how do you know what 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 door you're going to knock on next, or what what the seed is going to do? But I'd rather s- sow it and and try, than not try at all. And um, and we've we've had some lovely examples of uh, people coming along to church, haven't we? Uh, we think we've had. If we've knocked on about 2,000 doors so far, then we think we can count certainly 30 people who have come to church, a hundred gospels that we've given out, lost track of how many prayers we've prayed with people there and then on the doorstep, and that's that's not considering the good it does to me. So you know, for me, I get to meet people with my um, own eyes, get to hear their problems with my own ears, I get to pray bigger prayers because I've seen into other people's lives and had a, a window through their doorway. So you know. There's a lot of good it does to me and my own soul. Before you get to anything measurable in terms of how is it going to grow our church?
0: Yeah, I think it's it's easy, isn't it, to think about how is it going to grow our church? You know that that's the kind of immediate place that you go to. But I think I think we'd all know, wouldn't we, in our Christian walk that it's not just a one a one off encounter that brings you to Christ. It's a it's a kind of series of of encounters and a oh, series yeah. of of events and a, and that sort of come together ultimately to bring you to Christ. And I think. I think it's worthwhile keeping that in mind isn't it if you're if you're a skeptic about door knocking. Mm-hmm. It's it's worthwhile thinking that actually each each encounter that someone has with a Christian and each insight that they have into Christianity is is a you know a step along the sort of you know maybe marathon road that it might take to to become a Christian. So I think it's it's is helpful to keep that in mind. Pete you've shared some of your uh, your positives about about door knocking um perhaps perhaps talk to us about what's what's the best thing about door knocking in your experience over the last um last few years
2: best thing is when the good news of Christ connects with the with the rather intimate moments in people's lives and we've i I think of some amazing moments like that like, I mean I've been talking to people for fifteen seconds and at the first they say, "Oh I haven't got much time. But I think that's a defense mechanism for most of us, isn't it? But then the minute we say, and we've got this simple question we try and build up to, which is, can, can we pray for you? Is there anything we can pray for you or your family? And we've had people within about 15 seconds or so just say, oh, with tears in their eyes, well, there was a, there was a cancer diagnosis very recently, or uh, actually my mum just died last month and, and I'm really struggling. And gosh, it feels like such a privilege to be let in, to that, I'm a total stranger, like I just met you and you opened the door to me and suddenly we are going deep. And of course you get to pray and you get to bring the healing power of the Holy Spirit into that situation. And we, we've always said uh, that we try and pray there and then if people are willing, I'm not putting them under any pressure but we believe that God can meet them exactly where they are. So those I think, when you connect in real people's suffering and what they care about with God, I find that so special.
1: For me, I think it would be when people really understand what the gospel is. So, Nicola, earlier you were saying um, often people become Christians through a process. Uh, yeah, that's definitely true. But um, I think also what ultimately convinces someone or what ultimately changes someone is the gospel. So, in my mind, I always... Pray that that be chan- that be a chance where we can actually talk about Jesus um, instead of just about uh, coming to church. Although God could use that and lead them to meet other Christians as well. So when we often pray for people, we often follow up follow up with another question as well, which is, Have you ever do you have a faith or have you ever read the Bible? Mm-hmm. And hopefully chat about something about Jesus and. Yeah, I usually maybe get one chat out of a month where we really are able to explain the gospel and why the message is still relevant. Why do we need it? Um, yeah, why, why do we need forgiveness? And what's the relevance of the resurrection, death and resurrection of Jesus? And when people understand that, you just kind of think, Yeah, they they get it. It's just kind of down to them to, to whether to accept that for their lives. And I really feel I've done something concrete when I've kind of gone to that point. And whether they accept it, it's out of my control. It's in God's hands. We sow the seed. Someone else waters, but sorry, sow the seed. But God gives the growth. So I think that's the highlight for me.
0: I guess lots of people listening, um, and certainly I, I, would probably identify with this when they when they think about door knocking, they think that it's it's a really daunting thing to do. Mm-hmm. That, um, and, and they probably think back to times when they've had, uh, you know, unexpected, you know, religious visitors kind of knock on their doorstep, and they think, oh, I really hate it when that happens to me, and so when you when you think about being the person who's doing the knocking you you get quite nervous about the the reception that you you might receive you know when you, you know, completely uninvited knock on someone's door with the agenda of of talking to them about christ um you know and it, and it's, it's different even it's hard enough when you when you have someone come into church for the first time and they're a stranger and you're trying to talk to them but but then they've come in to your church. So they've so have sort of opened the door to that discussion. Whereas with door knocking, that's that's not the case. You're kind of intruding on their on their space, as it were, with this this agenda. And I have to say, I have joined you once for door knocking, and and my experience actually was was positive and it and it wasn't um you know all of the nightmares that I had imagined that it <laughs> would be. But but my experience is very limited. So I guess um it'd be interesting to hear what's what's the worst. that has happened to you in the time that you've been door knocking? Pete, do you want to go first?
2: Yeah. Um, There was was a time last year when we knocked on someone's door and a big guy answered. I'm quite, I'm I'm six foot six. I'm just not very well built. And he was very well built uh, and a big shaved head. And he looked a bit cross as soon as we told him, we tell him straight up who we are. And um, he stepped forward and I thought for a split second, I thought he's going to punch me. Um, But he didn't. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He didn't at all. Yeah. In fact, what had happened was he'd spotted his neighbour across the street, and what he was doing was he was just, you know, he was sort of dismissing our conversation, and he was about to brush past us and say, "Oh, Dave, oh, I've been meaning to catch you" to his neighbour across the street. So what I mistook for the lunge of the shoulder was actually um, just, you know, he was just getting on with the day. Uh, That that is the absolute worst that's happened, and it lasted half a second, and I turned out to be completely wrong about him. Uh, Yeah. What's your worst, Brian?
1: For me, it would be when people associate me with maybe past negative experiences they've had and they they just sort of read that onto me and they could shoo me away pretty rudely. But I've never been physically assaulted or never been insulted uh, either, I think. Um, It's it's quite rare as well uh, compared to what I expected and what other people might have told me. So yeah, I think that's maybe the negative, yeah. and I think it's quite rare people just slam the door, at least in, in our area. Mm. I, I don't know what it is, maybe it's the fact that we're, we're actually really hoping to get some answers about what they think of Haringey and how's life here, and quickly it just becomes more like a chat instead of a really official thing or where they feel we kind of have an agenda. I think that's maybe some... You know, I've been door-knocked as well on my door, and I, I often feel really uneasy really quickly because it feels as if they've got something they they want to get across. And so the initial questions were all, you know, pretty unnatural. Um, I actually, I had a recent experience just, just before lockdown. I was talking to someone who said, you know, no religious group, sorry, and he was about to close the door, but I'm like, okay we're not just talking to religious people, actually, we're just hoping to ask uh, how you found living here. And we actually kind of chatted for a bit. And I asked him, do you have a faith? He said, absolutely not. I don't pray either. I think prayer is stupid because I don't think God would help you if you don't help yourself, that sort of thing. And then he added, but I'm talking to you because you're a nice chap. And you're you're not like um, other other people who've knocked on my door necessarily. Just like good to chat to, you know, not to elevate ourselves, but I think that's something about just sort of being natural and not to make it out not to make it a big thing, not to worry too much about it. And you know, raw people are living here. Maybe it helps being on a Sunday as well. Like people more relaxed. So yeah, yeah.
2: And at the moment, I find, we, I mean, we've only door knocked out of lockdown in this last year when we're legally allowed to. But I found that people are so grateful to have someone knock on their door and say, oh, hey, how are you? Is there anything you need? Can we pray for you? I, f- I found, if anything, the warmth is rising around us. It's really cool. Do you remember that, I was just remembering that guy. Um, we came across someone with a plaque on their door. You know, some people have a no junk mail thing on their letterbox. Good move actually, I might get one of them. Um, but this guy, I remember this door had one that said, no junk mail, no cold callers, no religious groups. And I thought, oh man, that really, <laughs> I cannot put something through your door. You've specifically asked me not to put something through your door. You don't want me to knock on your door. I'm just gonna respect that, I've got to surely. But as I was standing there in his front path dithering and looking at the plate thinking, I can't possibly, he opened the door. (laughs) And he turned out to be like the most friendly guy and we had an amazing chat and he was very, very grateful that I'd come and I didn't have to go there and break his little law because the Lord worked it all out. That was a nice oh, moment. Well in
0: God's providence. That's yeah, exactly.
2: great. Yeah. <laughs> but Nic- Nicola, when you came, what would, was it your was it the nightmare or did you have a bad experience?
0: No, I, I had no bad experiences. In fact, um quite the contrary. I think you know, you you guys have alluded to the fact that people do open up and actually they they delve into some of their sort of you know real Root of their of their concerns, and they want you to pray with them, and that that was that was certainly my experience. That people were, were very happy actually for you to pray for them, in, in like you know, positively sort of welcomed that that prayer, and you um you know you taking a concern in in their lives and, and and what was going on for them. So I think i we probably only knocked on on sort of four or five doors, you know, if that. But um, well you know, one one guy was um a bit like oh you know yeah I'm not I'm not really interested. This isn't my cup of tea. Um, but he was, he certainly wasn't rude um you know we, we had a chat for a few minutes and um and he was happy to answer questions about you know his life in Haringey and what he liked and what he didn't like so there it was an interaction you know it it might not have been um you know the the preaching of the gospel that that you would hope for that might be the kind of you know the gold star if you like or the gold standard of of door knocking but but it was an interaction nonetheless and it was you know he it showed that we we cared about our neighbors that um that we wanted to you know know about their lives and i think that's that's part of being christian isn't it so i think even that even that's you know part of what we're called to do Mm -hmm. and it's and it's helpful in that sense yeah i guess there'll be people out there who um yeah they might be a bit nervous, but they might they might think oh, yeah this this sounds like a good idea i, I I'd like to give this a go um, How would you spur them on to take that, take that next step to really you know plunge into doing it what would you, What would you say to them? How should they go about it?
1: When we first did Dawal King, I think we uh, had a trial run ourselves, so we pretend we actually asked some people from just our congregations and pretended to be residents. Oh, yeah, we did role play, didn't we? Role play. And so we got in pairs as well. Instead of doing doing a door on your own, I think that's a really good encouragement. And it seems to be what the disciples did, the apostles did when they were sent out by Jesus. So it's definitely good to know what you're about to say. And I think you know, that's not going to be a perfect conversation. And someone once told me as well, what's, what do you think is the hardest door to knock? What kind of door? And it's a slight trick question, but the answer was the first door. (laughs) It's going to be the toughest. So maybe it's just worth planning for that. Just, you know, knocking that first door and you'll be largely sorted. and I think over time as well, once you have more conversations, I think what I see is people tend to have the same sort of objections to Christianity and it might be worth sort of researching a bit on what you might say uh, or asking other people how you might answer that. And it really helps my own thinking as well. When someone asked me uh, what's the point of prayer when there seem so many pressing needs. Yeah, I actually had to think about that. And I think my thought now would be, you know, prayer isn't just about asking God for stuff. Prayer, prayer is so much more about things we can't see and um, praying for spiritual strength. And it's a spiritual battle as well. So there's so much more than that. And it's definitely helped my thinking as well. Um, it's a process. Um, so you don't have to kind of be perfect before you go out. But as you go out, you sort of learn and ultimately we don't rely on ourselves so we do we rely on the power of the word and god working through weak people so i think that's almost in one of our prayers before one from one of us before we go out that we're really weak and we rely on a strong god so yeah just go for it
2: i mean invariably we just come back feeling pretty weak don't we we're trying to do an hour a week, knock on a few doors, consider that a win. And we just, I think, I, mean, I, hope, I suppose it's quite a good spiritual state of mind, isn't it? Oh Lord, was there any use? I don't know, but I tried. Can you use that? And I'd quite like to be there for the rest of my Christian life, really. Um, not being lazy, not being puffed up and proud, being somewhere in that zone. Uh, and we, I guess we're learning all the time. I just feel like a terrible evangelist most days that try and say something, but I'd rather, I'd rather do that than. Try, yeah. And I suppose if I was starting out, I mean, we had a couple of gurus that we sort of persuaded to come and do a session with us. Uh, we had Adam Boyce from London City Mission. He's used to doing it in Tottenham, so he kindly came and told us. Came with us one day, and we had um, uh, um, a lot of input from Mike Reith in the, on the Beckenham estate in Dagenham. He he was quite formative in us getting it started. We had an evangelist from Australia come and do a session. So I think you can sort of you can hire in. Well, normally you don't have to pay them. They're not like that. But, you know, you, you, you can get someone to come with you and teach you. I'd gladly do that for anybody who asked me to. Um, yeah. And then I think beyond that, we, we we set a time, didn't we? We said, right, Sunday after church, we're all together. Well, we were before the pandemic. But, you know, we're all together in one place. We've just heard the word of God and the Spirit has moved us. Let's go. You know, that, that if, if we're ever going to be fired up and we're going to be feeling the same thing let's go then so we just made that a rule didn't we after church someone's going to go door knocking anyone want to join you're very welcome Um, if you can't come then pray for us because we need your prayers and i think having a regular slot meant that we were less likely to find an excuse
0: yeah i think that's so true isn't it i think that the way i came about doing door knocking on my my one turn was um there was, we were doing our mum's Bible study and we were actually doing our our prayer meeting. We used to do it after the the whole church prayer meeting because, um, evenings didn't really work for, for young, for mums of young children. So we, we would do it on the Monday morning afterwards. And, um, one of the prayer requests on the on the sort of church you know prayer list that that particular month was um, for more volunteers for door knocking and in particular for female volunteers for door knocking and um, anyway so we'd we'd sat there as a, a group of I don't know six or seven of us and, and we'd prayed about it and and having prayed about it I then felt that we really ought to you know be moved by our prayer you know we'd we'd prayed about it we really ought to do something about it and so I. Um, I challenged all of us to um to go door knocking at least once in the next month or you know the next term or whatever whatever it was. Um, and I think it, it's an accountability thing, isn't it? Having sort of put that out there, I then felt, right, okay, I'm really actually gonna have to do this. <laughs> oh done. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, one Sunday when I, you know, my husband um you know happened to be available to have the have the kids, you know, after church and I thought, okay, and that now really is is the time. But I think I think it's so true, isn't it? It's about, as you say, setting the time on a Sunday. That's when we're going to do it. Or saying, you know, within the next, you know, X number of weeks, I am going to do it. And I think that really helps you to actually, to actually follow through. Mm-hmm. So, and as you say, Brian, the, the, the most difficult is the first door. So just just go. Yeah. <laughs> not go. F- yeah.
1: Knock first, think later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the most annoying, I remember the first door I knocked. There was no one. And I knocked on another door. There's still no one. <laughs> I just wanted someone to answer. And you were like, and oh, then, Lord, I knocked the first door and nothing happened. Yeah, so um, it was the fifth door, and actually that was the hardest.
0: Because, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: but it's fine. It's important to say, isn't it, that it, not
2: everyone's going to be able to do it. You know, some people, whatever time you pick just won't work for them. Some people have, have got children. I've actually taken my children with me a few times, and um, they quite like it most days. Um, but not everyone's going to be able to do that for children. Um, some people, honestly, they'd rather crawl into a hole and die. And I think <laughs> the Lord makes, gives us different gifts. Some people have the gift of evangelism, and it's, it's easier for them to knock on a stranger's door. I get that. Um, but if we can get the church praying, then I think you can all buy into it. Like, if, like so that your prayer meeting example is quite a good one. Like you you heard about it, you you backed it in prayer, and then oh, it led to something else too. So. Michael Green, who was an evangelist in the Church of England, he wrote this book, Evangelism Through the Local Church, and, and door-knocking is one thing in this massive book about, like, here's, like, a gazillion ways that you could do evangelism through the local church. So I, I think he understood, like, this is one among many, but it's one, and we, we should find a way of doing it somehow.
0: It sounds like, you know, they've been fruits, met. You were saying we had, what, 30 people, as a direct result of door-knocking, walked through the church door, so... Yeah,
2: I've stopped counting. I mean, we only get, like, 80 adults... Normally on a Sunday. So for us to have had thirty people from one ministry is
0: yeah, amazing, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's really great. Um, so you were saying you've knocked. I think you were saying about on about half the doors of the parish. Is that that fair statement? Yeah. Yeah. So going forwards, I guess you'd aim to knock on the other half. Yeah. Um, and what comes after that? What's next?
1: Well, I mentioned a bit, a bit already. I think we're going to try to start, start from square one. I think a friend of mine at another church, they sort of, they have a smaller area, so it's more manageable, but they divide themselves into different teams. So maybe it's applicable applicable to your context. They might have 12 streets and four pairs of people. So they each get three streets Mm -hmm. and they just kind of go on a cycle. So maybe they repeat every five, six months and they actually build a relationship off that. I think our parish is slightly too big for that. Um,
0: Depends how big your church we, is, right? We, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless our team suddenly multiplies by eight, then maybe we could start thinking about it. That would we, be great. It could, be, we, hap- yeah. could happen. Keep and, <laughs> praying. Yeah, just got to keep praying for us. And, but yeah.
2: I think otherwise, um, keep learning, don't we? Keep reviewing whether this is still the right thing to do. But um, I, th- I think people are constantly moving in and out of London. Constantly when we're door knocking I often meet people and they're moving boxes and they're saying I'm moving in or no that's the van I'm moving out and I think ah man like I almost missed you or I'm just going to get to know you so that's a sign to me that gosh I mean in in London surely in any place you've just got to keep going it takes us three years to knock on every door and you've got to go around again because we're going to miss people otherwise so I'm I'm, I'm keen
0: I'll give it another go still lots of work to do
2: yeah (laughs) <laughs> exactly, and I like uh, yeah. Maybe one more thought on that. Um, do like to daydream and think? Well, what what could the Lord do with that? You know, if if we manage to get into lots of people's lives, and if we pray lots of prayers, and maybe we'll never see the results until heaven. But the Lord could do a lot with that. You know, if if we manage to give out a hundred gospels a year, that's they're going to remain in people's houses. I expect. Or um, if we manage to encourage people to come to church, and it doesn't have to be our church, I don't really mind if they go somewhere else, but we'll link them to a church. Or um, if we manage to make um, a a Christian impression on them such that, like you were saying, the next time they meet somebody, then they'll be favourably disposed towards Christ. Then imagine what the Lord could do with that. And imagine what the Lord could do with that if other churches started doing it too. And other churches are doing lots already, but imagine if this became a thing. And by... Let's say the diocese vision came true and by 2030 every door in London had had a knock and and we'd really try to engage 8 million Londoners for Christ, that would be something. And then in 2030 we could decide what to do and whether we want to do it again, but that would be a good 10 years.
0: So it sounds like the message to to people is, um, you know, firstly go, go out and try it. Um, if you want help, to to perhaps get in touch with with Pete or Brian, and they'll they'll they're offering to come and join you on your first mm-hmm. door knock, um, or give you some training or some some discussions beforehand. Um, I think that you can probably find um, additional information on the St. Paul's Haringey website as well, and. Um, yeah, maybe just keep in mind that vision of, of knocking on every door in London and, and be inspired by that and, um, and really just yeah, spread the good news of, of the gospel and, and engage everyone with Christ.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm about.